But let me take you back to a little, little, let's rewind from 1492. Why, why don't you join me? Why don't you join me this week in 64 BCE? Oh, Jesus. Welcome back. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy coming new year and uh, various other holidays. Yes. Let's start with the Pats. Let's Uh, let's do it. Pats lost to the Steelers by seven. That was a crazy game. Brady with a crucial interception, I believe, with about seven minutes and change to go through a ball. Ill-advised pass. Beautiful interception. By By whom? Joe Hayden. Ah, and they go on to lose. They get the ball back with two minutes and change. They 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 drive down. They don't score, and they lose. John, quick reactions as a Pats fan. Uh, you know, uh, last couple games haven't been so hot for us. No, no, that was a tough loss. That was uh, yeah. But you're still gonna win the division. More than likely, you're still gonna take the division. Fair. Um, but you have to worry about. Now, what happens if you meet this team again? Because the Steelers beat you without a running back. That's true. And last week, he lost to Miami when he shouldn't have lost. And they're actually showing the play. It's a fourth and 15. Ultimately, Brady. Ill-advised throw. Really nobody open. Um, How do you feel about your team's chances? I mean, what do you think? Realistically, is this like a definite Super Bowl year? Or is this like a, we need to worry about the second round? No, you always have to worry a little bit about the second round. You can't do to uh, get your hopes up, sort of, and be like, yeah, we got it always because we're the Pats. But uh, I'm, I'm confident. Okay. I'm confident. All right. Uh, probably more cocky than confident, but I, I'm relying more so on, like, reputation, right? Because the Pats always manage to do some kind of weird, crazy, unorthodox shit. Yeah, totally. And then get get through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Although, at the end of the day, the Steelers... Last thing we'll say about this. The Steelers, had they lost that game, probably don't make the playoffs. True. Now right. they lead their division. They, right. That helped the Steelers, yeah, a lot, actually. What it's is like, this—real quick, what is this show? I saw some guy hitting a rock with a sledgehammer, and oh, it's hosted the by rock The Rock? Show? Dude, The Rock Show is fantastic. It, it's the, what is it it's called? It's the Titan Games. The Titan Games? Yeah, essentially okay. we're bringing Rome to America. What he does is— <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> explain, explain. By the way, this episode is going to be very Rome-themed, as you're going to see later on. Okay. That's that's foreshadowing. That's what in the business— Setting the stage. We call that a tease. A tease. That's right. We're going to start off just with, a, light with a little tickle. NFL football, and we're just going to end with— a just brush a, of the inner thigh right there. Uh, just just a little, <laughs> little tease. I'm listening. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? I see. I forgot. The Rock Show. The Rock, what he does is, what he does is, he finds people who like work in insurance. Okay. Who are like triathletes, who are just like insane athletes, just crazy. So people that are like uh, office nine to five or so to speak, but in their off time, they're like insanely in shape. Yes. Okay, like insanely, fair. like every hour in the gym, like nuts. Right. And what he does is he essentially like says, all right, this is the life that you should have lived basically to, to compete against other athletes who have quote unquote day jobs and are just like you, like the average. Joke. Okay. So it gives, okay, that's cool. So, <laughs> so it gives those people an outlet. He like gives these people this like false sense of reality for like some period They're of like, time. Yeah, this is my other life. <laughs> right. And he has, this is what I was intended to do fucking break boulders. Right. And he has him do just like insane rock type shit. And it's, well, that's kind of cool. 
You got to get the let out. I mean, you get to. I saw them like hitting a, a boulder with a sledgehammer or something. That that seems pretty cool. Yeah, it's like Paul Bunyan type shit. Yeah, like you need to have that outlet. Yeah. I think humans <laughs> need to have an outlet like that. It's not like Survivor though. It's more like just Survivor's like, bullshit though too. Like let's be serious. Well, Survivor stage. It's just Survivor's Survivor's the greatest experiment in bullshit in the. Survivor is just a waste of time. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of bizarre TV shows, mm. anyway, final thoughts about the Pats. Yeah, no. I mean, ultimately see where it goes. I'm not happy with it, but I still have some confidence and some hope. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It'll be an interesting play. Yeah. Um, last thing about bizarre TV shows. Did you see that one where they have um, the masked singer? Yeah, that seemed ridiculous. <laughs> Can you explain to me what that was about? That <laughs> because seemed... every time I watch it, it's more bizarre. I uh, I saw like a commercial for it and then I see signs for it in the uh, bus stops that I walk by. That, you yeah, know, it's they roll through. Yeah, totally. And uh, I just find it so bizarre. Like, who are they going to be like, oh, who's that masked man? Is it like... So let me see. I don't even know <clears throat> if I understand. Is it Jack Black or is it like uh, Bruce Willis? I don't know. It's like, oh, well, those are two different body types. So like, how, yeah, how do you not know who it is? Is it like they pick similar people? Okay, basic question number one. If someone comes out and starts singing in a mask, can't you listen to them sing? No, not necessarily. What, people what sound you... different when they sing. Like people's singing voice can be drastically different from how they speak voice. But well, my so, question is, how many people are going to be amazing singers that are also like? But, but it's it's all famous people, or it's all people who aren't famous. I know it's got to be famous people. I think that's their their hook. Because the it's is, like, oh, it's Joe the plumber. How did I not know it would have been Joe the plumber? Like it has to be a famous person, right? Wait, Joe the plumber is not a famous person. I'm confused. Well, the fair fair point. <laughs> Joe the plumber was made famous, but this is more of the metaphoric Joe the plumber, just the average Joe, if you will. So someone comes out in a mask and starts singing. Yeah, and it is some celebrity or high, fluffy, shishi person okay, that people so know. You can tell if it's a man or a woman. Fair. And if Adele is singing, you'll know it's Adele. Like, well, it's probably not going to be Adele. Okay, it's going to be like so uh, who's going to sing that you like? It's like oh, it's Brian Cranston. Who knew? <laughs> oh, you mean people who wouldn't necessarily? Sing? Right. I think that's that's the, the the catch. That they're not even singers, but they can sing. Right. Like some Bradley Cooper. Like, oh, that's shit. Keanu Reeves. Wow, woo! So like, who like knew Keanu like, yeah. could sing? Yeah. Some like Bradley Cooper type shit where he like makes a movie with Lady Gaga, like pulls out a guitar, all of a sudden he's a phenomenal like, that He does that? Like, like yeah, like, exactly. What? Like, yeah, he's right. just been acting for 15 years and then all yeah. of a sudden he's like Tim McGraw. We, we, we covered like, this already, fuck? but yeah, he's an amazing voice. We did cover this? Yeah, we spoke about this last week. I, you know what? I'm, I'm losing it, man. He's, I'm losing it. Kids these days. Yeah, we, you know, we they, can't, we can't, they can't labor our fans with, with repeat, repeat content. content. Tony Dungy. Love that guy. Tony Dungy is a nice I love man. Tony Dungy. I wonder what he would be like as a head coach. Now, do six <laughs> six push-ups. Here he goes. Okay. Yeah, right? Do the triceps. Nice. Nice. Oh, you didn't... Okay. Keep going. Who adamantly <laughs> hates Tony Dungy? Nobody. It's impossible. He's, he's just... Pats fans. We're like, yeah, yeah he's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. I'm like, yeah. he's just Tony Dungy. Yeah, he's a nice Respect guy. Respect the guy. Yeah. I'd anyway. love to... Like, if I were to play for a coach like that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like... Just a, just a nice guy. Coach. Yeah. Coach is always a nice guy. Bro. Yep. Just do those deadlifts, bro. Oh, uh, bro. Activating the fucking glutes. Bro. And just squeeze at the peak, you know? <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. The more dead, 
the more I lift. Josh Johnson going for uh, the Redskins. I guess I guess Mark Sanchez wasn't available. <laughs> Goodness wow. gracious. Realistically, how much longer do you think that that team is going to have that name? The Redskins? Yeah. That's a great question. I'm glad we're doing this for a very long time. You think so? Oh, you think absolutely. it's locked in? I'm pretty sure if you went to Vegas, the odds would be like 10 years. The over-under. Like, yeah, I would say 10 years. Dude, that's a long time for something that is apparently such a big deal. How long has that team been around? I, I don't know for sure. Hey, Google. How long have the Washington Redskins been around? Nineteen thirty. Oh, that's right. Nineteen thirty-two. So what, was what do Boston you think? Brave. What do you think? You think they won't be around for a long time? I just think that uh, they took down "Baby It's Cold Outside." They tried to. I don't think it's still down. You don't remember that? That song "Baby It's Cold Outside." All of a sudden, the Me Too era says that it's about um, it's about date rape. What are you talking about? You didn't know. Where, Where have did you been, happen? man? We ruined that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a no. It's a no go. It's about date rape, apparently. How is it about date rape? It's it's a cold outside. He's telling the woman to stay inside so they can have a conversation and possibly engage in coitus. What is the problem? <laughs> no comment. That's for you to decide. We can talk about that. No, We're a little no, late no, on the topic no, here. No, no. We're a little late on this. This dropped Why? like no, what do you mean? two, it's three weeks ago. It's the holidays. So this is the time L'chaim. to discuss. Yes, Lachaim. This is there the you go. Hold on. Hold on. Can we? Why don't we go to the lyrics? Let's let's do it. Why don't we? Let's. Uh, when did this happen? First of all, like two three weeks ago, I heard about. Oh, it so this it's is recent. While you look up the lyrics, maybe it's cold. Our beverage outside offensive. That's the first thing that comes yeah. up. Go for Google. Seen as sexist, frozen out by radio stations. That's an interesting beverage. What's today's beverage? I kind of like it. Uh, today's matcha bar. Good things come to those who hustle. Natural matcha energy drink. Good things come to those that hustle. All right, let's try it. I'll tell you, first of all, what a ridiculous slogan. For a drink? For a drink. Yeah, what, what, a, what a suggestive thing to say about a beverage. What if I don't want to hustle? What if I just Yeah, I'm lazy as fuck. I just want to drink your beverage. <coughs> well, maybe most people don't identify themselves as lazy as that. All right. Today's, let's, let's, let's do the let's, intro here. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Um... And we'll have a Turkey Hill spot for you later, I think. <laughs> All right. Today's drink is maca bar. Matcha. Matcha bar. Matcha Good bar. things come to those who hustle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some Gary V type shit. That's nice. That's How's nice. the finish on the palate? Assuming. It has an assuming finish. What is it assuming? An assuming finish is a finish that which... Almost assumes that you want like the end. That's what we call an assuming flavor. No, really. Say that again. <laughs> I've never heard this. I'm. This is my thing. mind's blown. Let me educate you. Yeah. Um, in in culinary like language. Okay. It so like. I'm not that refined to know this. Apparently. No, I don't mean it like that. No, no. I'm I'm so intrigued now. <laughs> okay. Tell so, me about assumptions. So when you say that an aftertaste has an assumption, what you're basically saying is that it has a very strong aftertaste, but it's got a very distinct aftertaste. That's a fancy way of saying it. So it has a very distinct aftertaste. Okay. This definitely it, then would have a lot of assuming going on. There's this is making an ass out of you and me. Yes. This is assuming, its assumptions. This is yeah. ma- massively assuming. Yeah. This is very assuming. In other words, it's like saying, I see why someone would love this, but you assume that I would love it. You know what I mean? It's like not going down the middle. Oh, so it has like a hook. Like yes. the catch is the aftertaste right. that I got. And this is why people would like it. So I'm supposed to like it as well. 
or you want me to like it as well. I happen to like it as well, but I think it's an assuming after effect. I think it's just unique. I'm 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 not hating on this. Say in comparison, why are we drink review drinking now? Why why, why do we do that? Well, because Turkey Hill is still the undefeated champion. That's very true. We got to find. We got to find. Understand? Yeah. We just keep trying beverages, and Turkey Hill raises victorious. That's true. <coughs> the creme de la creme. It just rises to the top. And price wise, not too bad. Price wise, it competes out of out of. I mean, just for flavor to price ratio, it kills it. It's pound for pound, a terrific drink. Yeah. I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So really, I'd be, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, but please don't hurry. But maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. Okay, so now it's starting to get a little dicey. This is where this is an inflection you, you, point. You feel you're feeling dicey there. I'm feeling that this could make a turn for the worse, but hasn't yet. Okay, okay, fair. There's there's some tension being built. I feel that right now. Yeah, there's tension being fine. built. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, continue. Um. The neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say what's in this drink. No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like straight now. To break this spell, I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say, no, 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 sir. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. I simply must go. The answer is no. But baby, it's cold outside. Your welcome has been... How lucky that you dropped in so nice and warm. Look out the window at this dawn. Okay. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be out the door. Waves upon the tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. But maybe just a cigarette more. Never such a blizzard before. I've got in, I've got to get home. But baby, you'd freeze out there. Say, lend me a coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been grand. I thrill when you touch my hand. But don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? There is bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there would be plenty implied if you got pneumonia and died. Well, that took a turn. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold. So this is date rape? That's what they're saying it is. This is just awful lyrics. This is lyrics written in the 1940s, mind you. So I read an article in 2016 written by the gentleman's son that wrote the song. And he basically said this was how his mom and dad is a song about his mom and dad, how they courted each other, basically how his dad courted his mom. And it's like completely not what people believe it to be. The whole thing about uh, the relatives being nervous and, and wondering where she is, is, he said, because at the time it was improper for a woman to be out late. Uh, basically unaccompanied and whatever XYZ things it wasn't seen as proper in the nuclear well this is like pre-nuclear family era right um, and that was like the concern about what, where she what is what year was this? Uh, like the 1940s in America yeah so the father of the person who wrote the song said that the person no no no, no. The, the son of the guy that wrote the song 
Okay. In 2016, like went on an interview or wrote an article saying like, you guys are completely wrong about the this interpretation. This two years of ago, this yeah. came out. Yeah. And, and now, now, now saying, it hit like a critical mass. They were like, no, it's still suggestive and we want it to be. So it is and it's bad and you're glorifying date rape. Glorifying date rape? By singing the song. Yeah, that's, that's, or having the song played at a time of joy and cheer the holiday season. It's not a holiday song. It's about and date rape. And two years ago, it was established unprompted. From what I understand, uh, I don't know if he was prompted or not, but they they interviewed him and he released like a the statement and wrote it, an article saying like no like that's not what it's about at all. But why would he do that unprompted? Because he was probably feeling the heat on his heels. Okay, of, he had, of the rising some... tide. I, I mean, obviously, it's not like everybody woke there up tomorrow chatter. and were like, yes. "This song is bad." It was right. like we have to get this song off the right. air, mobilize, because right. we're warriors. Yeah. But we can't manage to get our lives together and fight everything else that's afflicting us. That's, but that's what happened. this is what's bothering us. The, dude, that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's and, correct. And so now, like, yeah, dude, I haven't heard the song. Yeah. It used to be Lady Gaga had a commercial with that song. That's interesting. Dude, did you know this? I did not know that. I don't think I'm wrong here. I love Gaga, by the way. Dude, I, I fell in I, love with I, her after that movie. I, uh... Lady Gaga... It's the uh, cold outside. Yeah, man, I'm not crazy. Here, let's let's listen. The way she uh, handles the media, she does it very masterfully. Tradition. For me, I just love getting together with my family and being together. To me, it's not so much about what you do. What are the comments? I'd love to see what the comments say on this. 10 million views on this. What do the comments say? Here, put it next to your mic. Well, let's get taken off the air for copyright infringement. (laughs) (laughs) We'll lose all our 10 fans. Read the comments. Just hit me with some comments. All right. So that was a a bit uh, uh, of the song in case you didn't know. Um, and I'll, you know what? I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in some of it. Uh, let's read some of these comments. The comments got to be good. This is an age of where everyone's. I love it. how they switch the roles. Normal, the female part is the part Joseph sings. Okay. Okay. Didn't know that. There All you right. go. And that's nice. The song is sexually offending. Here we go. I am so. Eleven months ago, I am so triggered. Oh wait, the girl's insisting the man to stay. I change all my mind. Oh, well played. Well played. Nine hundred seventy likes. Now I see. Now I see what they did there. You see what they did? They reversed the roles. Yes. But oh, yes. that's that's so smart. Yes. Very masterfully yes. done. And still, and st- offense. Where can I purchase my very own Joseph Gordon Lewitt? The link is Joseph Gordon Lewitt. Yeah, that's right. That's a great guy. That's a nice joke. He's he's a cool guy. I love the role reversal. That's just that, clicked on this to genius. protest the song ban. Gregster, good for you. One week ago. 441 likes for the good side. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 Dude, the internet is woke. The, the internet is woke. The internet stays woke, bro. Yeah, that's great. The internet stays woke. I, well, one thing that is kind of good about the internet is that there is a, a system of popular opinion of balance where it's like, no, we know that's bullshit and you're trolling. Like, people can weed that out. Here's another one. Good, another But then there are other equally suckers that are like... Oh my God, really? I put my iPhone in the microwave, it'll charge? <laughs> you know, you're like, you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. You didn't even, <laughs> like, you deserve that. <laughs> All right, here's, anyway. here's, a, here's a few more. Here we are, 2018, and people are flipping out about the original song, yet Lady Gaga covered it for the holidays and no one flipped out. 
Yeah, true. Your thoughts, John? My thoughts is uh, given Gaga's uh, affiliation and outspoken support uh, about the LGBTQ community um, and other marginalized, historically marginalized communities uh, and feminist movement, that she is sort of excused from it but if it were to be a a sort of a hyper masculine uh, cisgendered white guy for lack of a better word it would uh, receive more of a negative uh, viewing because Lady Gaga in that circle is technically the one that has the privilege so she's given special privilege and there's also a privilege reversal what happens Okay, oh, I agree. In a certain way, so it, it is a double standard. In that I mean, I, listen, uh, I'm yeah, I'm and of the stripe that I understand both sides. Lady Gaga's part of the Me Too movement, right? I would imagine that she is, but the thing is, there's different people also in subsets of people that say that they're with a cause or align themselves with a movement and are kind of like fringe people that also get a larger audience. So like me too movement. I get it. I understand it. I support it to some degree, right? Like you don't think, I don't think that, you know, this is rape and sexual assault and things like that is excusable. No, I, I absolutely. But then what happens is when that thing takes a step further and they're like, Oh, this song from the 1940s about courtship of how it was done then. And whatever about how this guy's parents came together to be, which doesn't, I guess, necessarily make it a good thing or bad thing, right? What if they were just both shitty people and he did, in fact, like date rape her? But, but, <laughs> but no, that was my parents. Yeah, okay, so it's still not excusable, I guess. I don't know. That's not really a rational defense. But let me understand. It came out two years ago that this wasn't a big deal. Right. So what am I missing? It, right, it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It. Right. That's, I mean, I thought it was definitively done there, but it's Fundamentally, still, like, what don't I understand? I think it might just be a little overstepping. Like, PETA was all great, and, like, we don't want to kill animals until you. a lot of people started realizing that they euthanize, like, 80% of their dogs and cats and, like, are sort of, quote-unquote, speciest against pit bulls, and then their, like, PR dropped dramatically, right? So, because they overstepped and got, I think, too radical in their thinking. Maybe this is an overstepping of that movement, how it evolved and changed in a misstep almost and people will realize like you know that okay that's like maybe a little too much because i've heard even colleagues at where i work or people that are exceptionally on the liberal spectrum and more so they've they've voiced their side of saying that that's a little too ridiculous well okay so now let's let's like let's let's start to get like granular for a second I, oh, I don't understand. At some point, if someone told you it's not offensive and has firsthand knowledge, right? Are you then just being offended because it maybe well, someone who doesn't know that that's the? I'm trying to like extend right, an olive right. branch. I'm trying to understand the other side here. You know, like I'm just trying to think outside of myself for a second. I don't know who won this game, by the way. Okay. Well, I think also that um, it's sort of a violation of uh, freedom of expression. If you say that even if it was under worst case scenario, a song glorifying uh, or it was a, a sort of a salacious date rapey sort of encounter, right? I think inherently it's a violation of, of freedom of expression and art and free speech 
because if you compare what other songs that we glorify in the public light say, right? Yeah. Uh, and the subtext around those songs, that's pretty offensive-y. I can find you way more offensive yeah, songs than this. Absolutely. So help me understand why this is what they're going to be offended There's, about. Exactly. Why is that the champion and cause? Well, I think it's the champion and cause because it is so popular and sung around Christmas. But on one hand, you can't say, we can say whatever the fuck we want and then say that this cannot be said. So you're talking about freedom of speech issue. I think inherently it boils down to that, right? Because it's censorship. What you're getting into is censorship. It's mob censorship that right. you're getting you're into. You're going the libertarian route, which I don't disagree with. Um, and that's a good segue to the topic that I really wanted to discuss. But just to wrap up this point, my, I, I honestly believe, John, that at the end of the day, people have to be upset about something. And fundamentally, I view it from that angle. Okay. So everyone needs a cause, so to speak. Everyone needs or a cause. A, a route to say that this is what's wrong with the world, right. my existence, whatever it is. And the problem I have with that is, is that then I can't really lend credence to your actions. Because inherently, if I know that you're just upset for the sake of being upset, I can never value the cause that you stand behind because I don't think you give a shit about the cause. Right. You're just seeing it as an outlet for your anger. Or your distrust or some violation right. or something that you have to deal with. And no. this is your outlet. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Now, this doesn't go for everybody. There are right. people... I was reading a story in The New Yorker about Michael Bennett. Terrific story in The New Yorker. Not familiar. I'm f familiar with his father, Tony. I don't... I'm just kidding. Tony Bennett. Anyway. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> um, anyway, he, Michael Bennett, he's, he used to be really good. He was on the Seahawks. Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the Eagles. Okay, Michael yeah. Bennett, he wears the small shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he's really into social justice and like, you know, you read stuff like that and you're like, wow, really cool. Michael Bennett is a terrific defensive end. Sure. Um, great. He really cares about social causes. He's doing all this stuff. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, football players can have <clears throat> empathy and kindness too, even though they're playing a violent game, you know, they can care about things that, you know, are soft and cuddly and that's who Michael Bennett okay, is. It's sure. a great story. Right. Um, so Obviously, there are people who are fighting for causes they believe in, mm -hmm. but there are still factions of people who are going to be angry about stupid shit like this, where, by the way, if you want to be angry about lyrics and undertones, that's a good cause. But show me an egregious example. Like, right. This is this is almost exceptionally subtly and tastefully done. Uh, if, it, man, if it were to be flirtatiously getting her to stay so that he can. Be intimate with her. Is it because we're just cisgendered males that we're saying this, though? That's the counter-argument. We're so desensitized. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying the counter-argument's going to be that it's... I'm going to you over and make you my bitch. Right, which is... Which it's is, not what he said. Right, or, and I quote, there's a song that has lyrics that go, fuck her brains out. Uh, I don't think... Thug style? I'm not familiar with thug style. The Ja Rule? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I don't really candy know shop, Fifty Cent. Right, like it's really bad. And when you're a 14 year old male listening to this stuff, yeah, that's not healthy. I'm on board with that argument a thousand percent. I I I would be, I would I I really would have a hard time listening to somebody who says that all these lyrics are terrific. You know what I mean? Like at best, they're just okay. At worst, they're really bad. And the answer is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. 
I think we, we seek vulgarity though. We're like so two faced as people. Like we need that violent, vulgar outlook outbreak and then we wanna like sanitize it and put this face on that like we're all happy people and then like you go home and you're like, Fuck, fuck, fuck my life, fuck this. There's so much stress. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. How's your day? You had a great weekend? Oh, great weekend was phenomenal. And it's like mediocre at best. It's everybody. That's the whole existence. Okay. Yes. The grandiose nature of life because of social media. Again, we go back to this yeah. tenet. Yes. People people need to grand grandize. Aggrandize? What's the word? Self-aggrandize. Yeah. Right. Sure. <clears throat> people feign speak. happiness all the time. Yeah, of But course. this is different. This is like you're upset about something. And so you need to find something to be upset about. My whole question is, out of everything that makes you upset, how is that the most thing that you get behind to, right. that, that you need to change I don't that makes you upset? I don't he says the word sex or any insinuation of the act other than the fact that he wants her to stay and she doesn't want to. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Maiden's on smash. She's probably like, what are you doing out, you fucking whore? Right. Like, g- 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, Auntie Ray was a bitch. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what that means. Yeah. We can all agree yeah. that they she's both, vicious. They were both like, all right, l- let's meet halfway here. That aunt we have, fuck her. She's <laughs> like, vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows it. And they were like, yeah, totally. Like, whether or not the deed gets done, we agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of... Um, Speaking of libertarian values and governments telling you what to do. Oh, wow. Did you read? Really? That's where we're at right now. Did you read the article I sent you? I don't mean to put you. Which one? No. About the Orthodox schools? No. All right. Let me give you the rundown here. Is that what you sent me? Yeah, it was really. I thought you sent me another one. So many. So sorry, not to sound like, oh, I have so many people contacting me. I think this week, like four or five people sent me articles to read. They're like, you'd love this send. You'd love. I was like, oh, OK, whatever. I'll look yeah, at but that. You have a podcast with me. I, mean, I, I even said topic idea. I don't care that you I had so listen. much shit. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I don't care that you allows, didn't listen, but I should be top. Josh, did list. I offend you? No, I'm sorry. I just need to be on top of okay. that list. Like this fucker is going to talk about this shit. OK, go ahead. Well, no, let's let's hear it. Um, Text it to me. Facebook Messenger, I'm just like, whatever. Right. That's where the cannon fodder sits. Yeah. 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 Send me a text message. I'll see it. It'll be on my watch. I'll, I go down them periodically to look in case I didn't miss anything. Like That's where the, the fodder sits. Yeah. Um, that and a bunch of memes that people randomly send me. It's like, ah, that's funny. I don't but really mess with memes. I don't, but... I'm ready to move on. Can we move on from memes? Are we, can we just be done with memes? Some of them are freaking hilarious, but, though. But, you, but like, we can be entertained Most of them ways. are like... But some of them, every so often, you find a diamond in the rough. It turns into meme culture. It, it, the forced memes. You know what? what yeah, is, forced memes are just ridiculous. I have a theory about black and white cookies. This is really random, but I was having okay. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me know. But this is a strong like Oreos no, or no, like no, no, the, the moon pie cookies. Which ones are we talking here? Remind me that we were going to talk about the issue of schools. Issue of schools. We'll come back to that. All right. Locked in. All right, go ahead. The traditional Brooklyn black and white. I'm not familiar with a black and white Brooklyn cookie. The black and white cookie is essentially a cookie Mm -hmm. that has chocolate on one side and vanilla on the other side. You've had this before. The black and white cookie. I don't think I have. With a moist center. I think this is a New York thing. This is a New York thing. No. It's famous. It's I'm sure you've seen it. I'm not hip to this. No, I don't know. Oh, well, then you're not really going to buy my theory. 
black. At least show me a cook, uh, cookie picture. Black and white cookies. Show me your cookies. Black and white cookies. Oh, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Okay. These. I thought they had some other name. Is that what they're called? Black and white cookies? Black and whites. I thought there was another name for them. Black and white. What's the technical name for them? Black and whites. All right. Like this is... You walk into a break. I've seen those all. Yeah, I've had those before. I I didn't know what they were called. I thought they had a name. You say black and whites in Nigeria. They'll give you this. Okay. Okay. So you've had the cook, the the taste of the cookie, like the moistness of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar. Here is what happened with the black and white cookie. Okay, it started as an actual cookie that was different. Like the cookie part was what made that cookie big. The black and white was nothing more than a novelty item. Like, oh, you know what would be great? We put black on one side, white on the other side. But really what they made was a cookie that tasted different with black and white on top of it. Okay, yeah. All right. And that cookie was distinct. And people right. loved the cookie and right. they loved the black and the white. Turns out everyone at that time, I looked I looked into this, okay. it was hugely successful because turns out most people wanted black and white on their cookies. Okay. Okay. Like psychologically color-wise? Is that what you're saying? No, people or frosting wise, okay. We're like, yeah, I want both. Because I was under the impression that flavor wise, that frosting was the same. One just had food coloring it to make it black. Oh, I'm sure it is. I don't think, but they one taste tastes like different. chocolate, one tastes like vanilla. Is my point. Oh, so by black and white, you're saying chocolate and vanilla? Yes. Okay, it's chocolate make, okay. and vanilla. Okay. Yes. So it turns out that in the 30s or 40s, whenever it was, um, it was in Brooklyn. And what happened was getting a cookie lesson right now. Yeah, this I'm is great. I happened. love this. All right, yeah. So, so they. It turns out people liked it. People okay, love yeah, the sure. fact that you get both. Right. So over the years, it took off, but it just became about the fact that it was black and white. Chocolate and vanilla took subsumed the cookie part, so the cookie eventually just wasn't that. It was just the delivery device because it was covered. Right. Okay. And the cookie went to shit. So it was like, eh, black and whites. I like black and white, but I'm the cookie shitty. So. No, that's right. just frosting. I don't right. want that. Right, right. Then I had a black and white from um, a world-famous bakery. They brought it back. I'm sure it's been there forever in New York, and I just didn't know about right. it. Right. But, dude, when I tell you the best black and whites, like, the cookie itself was... Is the treat. Is the treat. Right. It's not the novelty of the colored frosting that's the frosting was like, yeah, why not? And right. I was like, yeah, dude, this is the, this is the OG cookie. Very nice. Yeah. That's What's this favorite. place at? Where's it at? Um... Uh, William Greengrass, I think, is the name of the bakery. Okay, not familiar. Uh, nice Jewish bakery, of course. Yeah, right. Greengrass. Right. Yeah. It's actually the, on the other side. The grass is greener there. You know, I dated a girl with the last name Greengrass for a long time. It's a hyphenated last name. No, Greengrass. One word. Greengrass. Like, I've never seen that. Yeah, and it's spelled like the color, and my then first, my first what you cut with a lawnmower. Alyssa Greengrass. Yeah. Alyssa Green. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. You shouldn't. Say, we'll edit that out. <laughs> hey, Alyssa, if you're listening, you're not. But. <laughs> Edited. <laughs> She's not uh, even listening. Don't worry. No, she just got married. Mazel Tov. Mazel. Seriously. We're, we're, we're taking her out. She doesn't. She doesn't deserve a, a oh, mention yeah, here. Josh. She got married. Yeah, I'm happy she got married, but she missed out on a stud muffin like no, Josh. No, so no, 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 no. That's yeah. her demise. Not at all. And Josh is much happier now. So no, more no, reason no. to edit this out. Not at all. Bitch. Not at all. I got you, bro. I wish you nothing but health and happiness. L'chaim. Yeah, totally. I'm still uh, editing this out. Nobody needs to know about her. I mean, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> where, dude, where, I, all right. So the the school, black and whites. Yeah, right. the schools. You told me private <laughs> schools. Remembered. This is a New York legislative battle. Sure. Private schools. This includes yeshivas, which is of course yes. Explain to the viewers uh, what a what a yeshiva. A school that teaches secular studies as well as Hebrew studies. Mm-hmm. 
as well as Catholic schools and other religious schools that have dual education. Okay, sure. So private schools that are dual educated. Right. So any religion, but mostly Jews and Catholics. Okay. These are mostly most of the institutions that are private. Okay. That I'm aware of, at least. Unless you know Islamic schools, maybe? Anyway. Whatever it is, as long as it's a private school. So a non-public school that has dual education. Okay. They're mandating that they should have seven hours of English secular studies as opposed to five. Where the public school system, from what I'm told, only has five and a half hours of study of class time. Uh, That's bullshit. I see see what they're doing there. No, I disagree. No, no. First of all, it, is it true that public schools have only five hours? Oh, a day? that I don't know. If if that is true, and if all facts are equal, yes. my opinion is that it's complete BS. You shouldn't. There shouldn't be compulsory more English disproportionately to this community of a certain religious group than the rest of the general population. It should be equal. Okay. So first question I have: How is that not wildly unconstitutional? Like, wh- how do you? How does the government tell a private institution? Of educate of of an, an educative institution, how to educate its private paying citizens? Isn't that separation of church and state, or yep. is, am I missing something here? No, because they have to be accredited as a teaching institution. But they are, otherwise, they wouldn't be there in the first place. Right, but to be accredited and maintain your accreditation, you have to follow the rules of of general education throughout the whole school system. But. You can't just be like, I'm a private school. I'm going to teach you how to jerk off all day, and they're going to teach you how to do science. Okay. Fair like enough. you have to have a, at least a baseline somewhere. Fair enough. I have a retort to that. Okay. So in New York, we have something called regents in high school. Do you know yeah. what this is? Yeah, you got to pass the test. Do you have that in Massachusetts? Yeah, there's something equivalent. But okay. if you go to a private school, state it regents, exist. you take a state test. Yeah, yeah. You get graded on it. It's a yeah, state sure, thing. Sure. Okay, cool. So we have regents, and if you take, and I, this is a fact. This I can verify. If you take the average region score as well as like five or six other metrics, like higher education, average sure. GPA, sure. college graduates, if you took all the real metrics, the yeshiva and the Catholic school educative system, yeah, like every private institution, regardless of religion or philosophy, showed across the board better numbers than the average. Um, public school graduate. Right. Like, blow him out of the water. Okay. It was like an obnoxious sure, sure. delta. So, okay, knowing that, understanding that, if we're dealing with It's facts, clearly the extra two hours of English they need to learn. Right. That's like, the issue. How is yeah. it that you can't just go to the facts and say, here's why it needs to happen? No, here's what it is. It's a, it's, it's, and it has to be English specifically because they're afraid of that secular in-group is, uh, not going to be able to have they're going to be what they're assuming is that that group is more likely to have english as a second language therefore they need more english which makes no fucking sense because the public school who is open to everybody regardless of socioeconomic class or price point is more likely to have people that speak english as a second language no Oh, I don't mean the English language. I mean secular studies like biology, math. Oh, I, you said hours. English. I thought it was compulsory. No, I mean English as opposed to English like Hebrew class. or Catholic. Like, I don't mean like literature. I mean like secular studies of any kind. Explain it to me one more time then from the top because I was under the because uh, you used the example of English in the public school just and the private any, school. Any secular, just any anything secular. Like more math. More, so they're more changing the ratio of secular to non-secular teaching. Correct. This is basically what they're Correct. doing. It doesn't matter what it is. 
obviously you have to pass the state minimum levels. Right. But on top of that, if they're already satisfying and they're not deficient in, then why the hell do you care? Because they want to change the rules so that there's more of the secular against the religious. No, then that's, well, if that's what they're actively trying to do, they can't do it that way. That's not the channel you have to pursue it because that's a, it's a false sort of way to get at it. Okay. So my first question was, because the metrics, if they're winning and beating, if the secular school and the non-secular school take the same test. Yeah. Right. And, Which they do, by right. the way. <laughs> and one happens to be... Let's get on the facts. Right, having yeah, a yeah. higher score than the other. Yes. And the test is a third-party test. Yes. And that, in fact, is a, say, secular test. Indeed it is. Then why the hell do you care if they're winning or if, if they, they, they need more of what you're saying? They're already beating you at your own game. They're outperforming by a, marg- by yeah. a large margin. So... My point, John, is I don't understand how you can look at the data and make this argument. So clearly... Yeah, there's probably no data being looked at. Fine. So clearly we can therefore reasonably establish, ergo, that the people behind this rule have malicious intent of some degree. Because they can't care about the student. Well, here's what I'm going to say, though. You're going to say it's malicious intent if you're on the side of the the non-secular okay. versus secular. You no, know, I'm trying to be they impartial. They have ulterior motive, I would say, okay. yes. I'm trying to be impartial, really. Yeah. I if don't, you're being I don't impartial, mean... I would say ulterior motive. Because clearly it's not what it's being championed as. On the Self-Loathing Millennial Podcast, we always stay impartial. We yeah. always always stand above the fray and try to stay Try to. Objective. I mean, obviously, we're inherently we, we try. Uh, we try tied by our own biases. But we'll see both sides. We try our best. And if we're idiots, call us out on it. Yeah, we try to stay fair-minded. De- so, devil's advocates. And we, we try to always think advocates. about how devil's the other... advocates. Yeah, we try to put ourselves... Is that an attorney? We try to put ourselves... I'm the advocate. Jesus Christ. The devil. <laughs> Sorry, just whenever I hear an advocate, I think of like, I'm the, your advocate. I got your back, bro. And then it's like, you got your back for the devil. Ooh, scary. Anyway. Okay, so we can assume then with reasonable intent that these people don't have the greatest of intentions. Uh, yeah. Probably that's, that's not. Sure. You would you say that probably these people don't have, you know? Well, it depends what you what would you align yourself with, right? So if you if you want more of a non secular education, then they're seen as the enemy. But if you want more of a secular education, but the data says your they're doing better than you academically. I understand so that it's not an issue of academics. It's not an issue of, of academics, and you stand for academic integrity and preservation. So, well, your actions say otherwise, and your actions say otherwise. So I have to assume that you don't have the best intention of the students in mind. I just have to make that assumption. You leave me no choice. Not you, obviously. Sure, but uh, how do you know what I'm assuming? But 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 John, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I agree. If someone acts in a way that shows that. Well, you're saying one thing and presenting another, right? That's what kind of what they're doing. It's like a little right. bait and switch. You're saying like, you don't know. You're not doing well enough. We've got to change the... Right. Even though they're beating the pants out of them. Yeah, that's that's kind of BS. So it makes no sense. So what is it that they want? It must be that they want they want the scales. Yeah, of it course. Must be that they're they changing want. the ratio of secular and non-secular studies. That's what they're trying to do. Right. And it must be that they want to say that we have power over what you teach and how you teach it. And we can tell you that you need to spend more time... Being in our culture than in... In your own. Okay. Now, if you look throughout history, not that I'm a historian, but I can tell you this, as a non-historian, countless examples of this in history. Oh, of course. As a Jew, I can name seven episodes of such... That's... Jew or non-Jew, that's a historical thing that happens. Indeed. Populations and civilizations try to sweep up Of course. That's all how you do it. That's that's how it rolls. The Greeks, the Romans. Yeah. So that's history in a nutshell. History in a nutshell, right? Exactly. And I'm not a historian. Yeah, that's just the general swath of history. Correct. 
that's the fabric, you know, the thread that weaves the fabric of history, I would say. Yeah. Yes. But. So then my question is, can I take it to another step further then? Gun control. Isn't that the, the, the repeating theme in history? The politicians take the guns away from the people. The people get fucking squashed. Yes. Politician. Hitler took away arms from the yes. fucking common folks. Pol yeah. Pot did the same thing. And then a dictator rises. Yes. Just I saying. But, but then if you present that argument, for example, they're saying like, huh, really, you think with your rifle, bro, you're going to stand against the government? It's not about that because whoever's doing that is also a human being that like lives and breathes in the same world you do and will probably realize like shouldn't probably kick down this guy's door and arrest him in the world of chaos we have because he's armed. I'm armed. I got to go back to my family if shit hits the fan. You know what I'm saying? Like people will rethink twice. But if you say that, though, you sound like, oh, you're an alarmist nut. The world's not coming to an end, which it's not. But the same thing, though, can be said with, you know, repeating themes that happen. I agree with everything you just said. So that's another reason why people are very pro-Second Amendment. It's it's a protective barrier that they'd like to keep. My only issue with the Second Amendment, I'm fine with there being a buffer zone of, like, questions. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe some people shouldn't have a gun, but maybe they should. And we shouldn't take that away. Mm -hmm. I am so on board with that. Like, if you say that's the price of keeping the Second Amendment, I say, I want the Second Amendment. But here's where I don't the the line for me is crazy people. No, no, you can't of course. let crazy people have guns, man. Like Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like this is not about gun control. It's almost like It's about crazy people control. It's about crazy people control. It's, but we'll never say that because that marginalizes a group of people. People need to be marginalized. Yeah. That's what society is. Yeah, we need to address I mean mental health is huge. We need to Mental health is so huge. So get on. We and to- we're making an environment of our country where I think it only fosters more mental health issues like we've the the environment has become as the word word of the year oxford dictionary fun fact toxic right so but if we really think about it, i think the world has become more toxic and therefore it's creating more people with more psychological issues and they're being diagnosed at a greater rate oh, okay because I, there's some board. environmental thing I think there's just something that we've created an environment that there's a huge disconnect from how we're intended to live, whether it's uh, evolutionary wise, there's a huge uh, sweep of thought of a mismatch to modernity concept where like the world around you has changed so much and you haven't had time to like evolve almost as a species to adapt to it. Shots fired. What was that? So you're just telling me something. the reason why we haven't taken guns away from crazy people is because we haven't adapted fast enough? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, I just went on a tangent there. That has nothing okay. to do with, I mean, I'm sure at some level it does, but that, no. What I'm what I'm saying is that going off, you, as you said, crazy people control, or I yes. said crazy people control. Yes. I think we're, we've, what we also need to really address is the environment of which we are living because I think it's making more crazy people. Okay. Because guns that's, have existed how long in this country, that's right? That's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, like, if you think <laughs> like, about it, guns have been here forever. Okay. People haven't been shooting up schools forever. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's a fact. That's a fact. For sure. For sure. Right? So it's I mean, not the know. guns. I mean, you for sure. Go look at the data. Like, in the... F- Go look at the data. And go go ahead. Look at it. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying, like... Department of Justice, FBI reports, mass shootings, all that. Okay, fine. 
That's all right. Right. We'll take that as fact. No problem. All right. <laughs> so I think it's an issue of environment. I really think it is. So, John, we need to fix the environment. Absolutely. Yeah. Both literally fix the environment in terms of like save the planet environment. Yeah. But save the environment of our culture and to save like us from going crazy. Because I really right. think at some level we're just we haven't caught up and we don't know how to process. All. So I think it comes down to information input and output. Right. So this is all my theory and from observation, whatever my opinion, there's no real grounded fact. I mean, there might be shreds of it, but what I think is that we've found a way to produce so much information and collect so much information at a greater rate than we physically can do through computing. Right. Okay. So what we are trying to do is manage that information in our minds sometime with the amount of sensory input and output. And our brains just cannot do that. Case in point, right? Like everything we do is based on information, right? Your phone can have Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, all these fucking news feeds going all the time. Reddit, articles, images, pictures, all this stuff. Your brain can't fucking process all that shit at the same time. Okay. Like there's so much information overload. Right. Or it's like, you know... Uh, oh, the bank fucked me over. I lost my house. I don't know what to do. Panic mode. So much information. Bills, taxes, this, and you get overloaded. Too much information, right? Right, totally. All right. And then the brain doesn't know, or the person, I wouldn't say the brain. I'm sure there's a biochemical process behind my BS theory. But then the person does not know how to cope with all this stress and all this weight. Okay. And for lack of a better term, you know, as people say, they snap or something goes awry and some catastrophic sentinel okay. event happens. Yeah, totally. And I think we're creating an environment more so with more pressures and more information that than people are generally accustomed to. And that's really driving a lot of people that can't cope with that to break and lash out in different ways. So therefore, there are more crazy people. I, I think so, generally. I agree with you that as the world gets bigger and smaller at the same time. Right. V numbers wise, it's getting bigger. So I, right. I would count that also as like a more data, yes. more people, more numbers, yeah. more whatever, more, more connectivity. Right. But then I, it gets smaller through con connectivity and information that is exchanged through people. And I'm on board with you there a thousand percent, man. And then you look at the rigors of academia, right? The amount of crap a doctor needs to know now right. in comparison to need to know in like the 1920s, it's night and day. Right. And then in the 1920s, say you, you bring it back even more to like the 1500s in comparison to the 1900s in medicine. Yeah, yeah no, it's bad. I'm the totally amount of data that people just need to know is way more, I'm way totally more, way you. more. I'm totally with you that it's bad. A thousand million percent. And also in society, in any cross section of population, crazy people exist. Yeah. So you put that together and you have 2% of people who do not, should not, and cannot and should be highly legal for to have guns. Like, like, why is that unconstitutional to say that we as a society do not want some certain people to own firearms, just like we don't want certain people to drive? Yeah. Just like we don't want certain people to well, be think, able... Well, the thing is with driving, though, and, and, and bearing arms, here's where the, the legality of it comes in. And the Constitution is explicitly says the right of people to bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. Nowhere in the United States Constitution does it note that it is a right to drive a car. Driving a car is a privilege of which there's a licensure process of, which you, you can be denied. Let me ask you a question. With firearms in respect to that is that it is a right given to you as a citizen born in this country or a naturalized or whatever you want to call it. So therefore, that they, this is where it, the, the legality of it falls in. Right. So you can restrict, say, easier 
driving rules and regulations because it's seen as a privilege, not a right. But firearms, it gets a little bit more tricky because the legality of it is that it is held as a right and not a privilege. Just like you have the right to say whatever you want. It's not the privilege to say whatever the hell you want. In the right? United States, federal law. So I'm talking about the law of the land. Mm-hmm. Is it illegal for a blind person to drive a motor vehicle? Yes or no? Like, is it a law or is it not a law? I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah, There's a vision test. But the federal. Well, here's the thing, though. The federal government doesn't give you a driver's license. First of all, it's at state le- level. So that okay? wouldn't be a federal law. No, it would not be a federal law. It'd be a state law because the licensure to drive an automobile comes from your state, not your, the federal law. Okay, Additionally to that, a, do you think there's a state law? Yeah, there is. That's why you have to have vision tests. Yes. So we can let's just assume for a minute and consider fact that a blind person. It is illegal for a blind person yes. to drive. Fair. What is the difference between that and a crazy person and having a gun? Just explain it to me. How is there? A no, difference? I'm not disagreeing with you. I know, I know, I know. But like, if we can say, but that, what I'm saying is why the difference is the other thing because one is held as a right, and the other one you don't understand the difference between a right and a privilege. Then in that case, because they're legally completely drastically different. A right and a privilege does not fall within the the diameter. Of it totally does. Someone because- who. I understand the parallel you're driving to, something. but legally they are held as two different standards. But they shouldn't be because it's not because this is not a regular situation. I understand that. But then you can say then that the KKK has hate speech, so hate spe- they can't have hate speech. There is a group of people that believe the freedom of speech includes hate speech, and they I should agree. be able to say whatever the fuck they want. They should be able to say whatever the fuck they want. So then the same parallel could be said then, well, if they can say whatever the fuck you want, everyone has the right to have a gun. I don't necessarily agree with that, because I don't think crazy people should have access to firearms, but legally, it's, it's a tough situation, because it inherently is spelled out as a right, not a privilege. Privileges can be taken away much easier. It's a privilege to be able to own a gun. Yes or no? No, it's a right. Okay. Is, the, it, is it also a privilege or is it only a right? A legal privilege or your privilege, you get a gun. No. Not to be disparaging no. to whatever population. No, I'm just asking you a question. Could something be a privilege and a right at the same time? Fundamentally speaking, like let's get logical. If you have the right. Yeah, I could. I would argue freedom of speech is both. Okay, you have a right to own your home. You, no. You have a right. You have a right to own a home in America. You have a right. You Do you, have, where you, does it legally, exp- I think it is, it is okay. given to you. It's a right that a black person and a white person can both own a home. Yeah, There's home no ownership, home sure. Home ownership, right? If you're I don't black, know if it's, co- I, see, white, I don't know the laws about that though. Okay, dude, like. We like it's not we, a right. I, it's, it's yeah, a you right. have the right. Yeah, I, mean, I there guess there was a time can. where a black person could, could not, not have. Own a home, yeah, okay, fair. Now that's fair. Yeah, so he can and we can. Right, and we live in a society yeah. where that's a right. Is it also a privilege? At the same time, well, you'd be considered privileged to own your home. Yeah, you'd be considered privileged. Yeah, you own a home. You're privileged. But I think that's the definition of that's your modern societal definition of privilege, and not necessarily the legal definition of a privilege. Okay, are you privileged to live in a world where you're allowed to do, allowed to have basic liberties? No, you have the right for that. And you have the privilege. It's a privilege. At the same it's, time, it's a privilege in comparison to other societies where you don't have that right. That's a privilege. I understand that, but legally, it's not a privilege. It's a right. You're you're, you're expressing the other side of the coin that I'm showing you. I'm saying that I'm showing you like heads and you're telling me tails or vice yes, versa. I'm telling you that you can have a law I'm, and the law can I exist agree. on this mantle. And I would say, I cool, agree. 
I have the right to bear arms, so I can go fucking legally buy an AR-15 in Massachusetts? No, I cannot, because they infringe on my right to have whatever firearm I choose to, so therefore I have to subside to having the privilege of a firearms license in Massachusetts, which is limited. So in Massachusetts, you can have a gun. In Massachusetts, there is a huge group of people that believe that, in fact, they are infringing on your Second Amendment rights by restricting them explicitly in the way you do. Unfortunately, the traction is a is sort of a minority in the grand scheme of how dark blue Massachusetts is that they just kind of puts you along and say, ha ha, okay, sure, you'll get your guns where you're not having them. We don't care. You're a minority. But it's still an infringement on the right to some degree. Okay, so therefore you're telling me today in Massachusetts in 2019, mm-hmm. you cannot walk into, like, I, I live in South Florida. Okay. Legally, I live in South Florida. You can walk in and buy a gun anywhere, anybody, anytime. No. You can in Florida, I'm telling you. I know, you can in Florida. But in Massachusetts, you need to get a license. Correct. Okay. Do you have a license? Yeah. Can you tell me what the process was like? Yeah, it's a, a actually... Very interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's a four-hour course. Okay. And then there's a criminal background check. Okay. And drug test? No drug test. Okay. Fair enough. Just get in the brain. And uh, Do you take that's like it. a driver's ed kind of course? Yeah, it's a firearms course. Okay, cool. Is there a test? No. Okay. You take the course. You pass the course. You pass the course. Well, I mean, the course has like gates and checks and things like that. Sure. In yeah. person, online? What in person. Doing? Okay, cool. All right. Four hours. And that's it. And then you do the background check and then you pass and you get the license. Yeah. Is it expensive? Uh, no, it's a hundred dollars. Not expensive. Okay. But you said it's limited in quantity. What? You said that the licenses are limited. Yeah. So is it hard to get an appointment? No. Okay. So it's, it's hard not to hard. get an application. I mean, it depends where you live. Cause the it's police chief of your, uh, the, yeah. Where in Massachusetts do you oh, live? Cause okay. the police by chief the is the one that, that really ultimately signs off on it for, for what your town is at. Got it. It's by town. Fair enough. Okay, cool. That process, I don't necessarily have a deal with. The issue I have is where they begin to restrict what firearms you can have, and their laws predicated uh, strictly to uh, arouse or quell people's fears and play with their emotions strictly to gain more political traction. Because those laws are made by people that don't know anything about firearms. So what they do is they come out of the law, pass a law, say, Massachusetts has strict, strict gun control. Then they go to the DNC and say, look how great Massachusetts is on gun control. Everyone cheers and claps. And then they realize that these are laws made by people that have nothing, to, no idea about guns. They haven't regulated or changed anything. And in fact, violent crimes with firearms in Massachusetts is on the rise in comparison to when you look at New Hampshire, which virtually has very, very skeleton crew gun laws, if any. And there's not an issue going on there. Okay, so it's you're saying it's not a perfect system. It's there's I mean I, ideally there's no such thing as a perfect system. It's really but not it's, a great it's, system. It's exceptionally yeah. broken because then the only people that go jump through all these loopholes, yeah. uh, not not all loopholes rather, jump through all these hoops to get the to get them. Yeah are in fact the law-abiding citizens and aren't probably going to use them for violent crime and go snap and go off the rails. And then you're saying the black market's so heavy. And then the black market is so heavy because all the firearms crimes that are committed are certainly not done by registered firearm owners that are responsible. I see what you're saying. Let's be serious. There's no... There's no responsible gun owner that has gone through a licensure process or who actively wants to purchase a firearm for self-defense that's going to go walk in to a fucking convenience store and knock over the convenience store. Yeah. It's just not happening. You have more to lose. In fact, people that are licensed to carry firearms are uh, like almost, uh, what are they, least likely to commit violent crime and are more to be sort of model citizens. 
So it's kind of ridiculous because you're regulating a, a population that's already sort of self-selected to be regulated for. But I understand okay, that if you remove any okay. legislation, then it makes it easier for someone with nefarious intent to purchase a firearm. You know, I could see, I see both sides of it. Okay, cool. So you're saying inherently the system is... You haven't seen all those videos that they ask regulators, like, you made barrel shrouds illegal. Do you know what a barrel shroud is? No. They're like, no, they have no fucking idea. It's like, you've made uh, a pistol grip uh, on a rifle illegal and you've regulated. Can you show me where what a pistol grip is and what it entails? They have no idea. They literally are passing laws on things that they have no idea about to then just turn around and say, we've, we're regulating. We got guns under control. Don't worry. We got you. Vote for us. We're protecting you. Okay, fine. Which, first of all... all right, I get it. I, I totally see As it. a firearms owner, I see it as something that is a right... So it should be whoever wants it has it. Unfortunately, most of the people that are in the gun community, the general population, are usually white men or uh, African-American men. Is usually everyone I see at the range. There are uh, a lot of Eastern European folks that I see at the range. There's a good amount of Latino folks, a lot of uh, Indian gentlemen I see at the range very frequently, uh, some Middle Eastern folks. And, you know, whenever I go, it's like happy hour. It's like, oh, the boys are back. Like going to the gym. He's like, oh, hey, it's the guys again. You know what I'm saying? And... Which is kind of cool is I see it as like a great equalizer, right? So like the gentleman, the Indian gentleman that owns like three convenience stores and a couple liquor stores or whatever, he's more likely to get knocked over by people, right? Because violent crime offenders, first of all, find him probably as a, as a, an easier target yeah, yeah. because, you know, he doesn't speak the language, he's not from around here, whatever. But it's it's a great right that he can have to defend himself, defend his store. And okay. if anyone tries to step right. to him, you know, so let's get if you're back. a store owner... If you're a business owner, like yeah. it should be a no-brainer, I think. Totally. But you're saying the whole thing is kind of silly because mo more than likely if you went through the process, you're not going to shoot up a school. I get that. So, But then where, where it comes dicey is like um, the Connecticut school shooting. The Connecticut school shooting. That kid, right? It was his mom's weapons yes. that he had access to. Yeah. So... I don't know what legal actions followed, but I think the mom should be responsible for knowing that she had a troubled kid. Yeah. And he knew the combination or didn't have him locked up properly or unloaded yeah. and proper procedure and protocol. Yeah. Totally. That should come with the right, right? Is if you screw up with that right. Yeah. The, I mean, I understand she lost her son. It's tragic, but we also have to hold her responsible for that. Right. Cause she, she's the one at fault. Okay, fine. So, so why you're saying that it doesn't really matter what you do because the black market will support the inheritance? Absolutely. Uh, illegal black market procurement of firearms, way easier than legal procurement, at least in Massachusetts. You just get a guy. For sure. I have, yeah. I have buddies that work as uh, cops and in various branches of law enforcement, and they've told me several times, like, dude, it is exponentially easier to illegally procure a firearm than it is to legally procure a firearm. And let's be serious. Right. If you're illegally procuring a firearm, you're not doing it for good intent, right? You're already breaking so many laws, right? And you why are you doing that? You're, do, you're doing one, right. I see what you're saying. When there are legal channels to do it. I see it. what you're saying. So, you know what? I got to say, you kind of changed my opinion today. I mean, 
He really did. I'm not aiming to change opinion. This is just my opinion. This is how I see things, and this is how some people see things. Like, but I fall, unfortunately, point. more so on the grand spectrum of his conservative gun nut than I do as, you know, but that's fine. But on other things, I, like for the environment, for example, I'm, I'm totally on the I liberal side of the spectrum. You know, it's like there's so many things that, so I wouldn't say I'm like either one camp or the other. Of course you know? not. No, but this isn't about camps. Like, legitimately, I believe in the, the points you just made are really, really right. At the end of the day... Some people will still have access to guns, but here's, here's you can't fun. regulate your way out of anything, right? Marijuana, for example, right. now it's sweeping the nation. Right. Everyone, it's legal, even Canada, right. everywhere, right. it's becoming legal, right? People are going to have access to whatever it is. Right. What you need to do is, I ultimately change the culture and understanding about a topic, whether it is marijuana, whether it is guns, whether it is gay marriage, which has done great. They, the, I think the general popular opinion, yes. On gay marriage, at least in this country, yes, totally, totally. or societally, has totally percent. changed, right? Thousand percent, and that's great, and we believe in that. So there is an ability yes. for that to happen. Yes, it just there needs to be that conversation and that to happen, and it needs to be done and and done to be fall on the the right side of things, you know. Totally. So, and one of the, the conversations we need to have, honestly and legitimately, as a, as a country, is a conversation about, I would say, mental health and and the and and another thing, obviously, is is bullying and Melania Trump. That's her thing. I'm not going to plug her. Yeah. But I just think that maybe someone to be speaking about that needs a little bit, maybe more of a serious character. I hate to be so crass, totally and blunt, but. Like, I'd love to see, like, Michael Jordan talk about it or something. Like, yeah. Maybe that's a disconnect with the kids these days. No, so but, like, someone Hall- like, you know, a big, big name that people are like, hey, listen, like, this needs to be addressed. And mental health, I think a big name or somebody really needs to step up and champion that and have that conversation on, on a national level. Because I really think that it's more so an issue of that right. than it is an issue of the firearms. I really, uh, the firearms are just an instrument. And, and, and addressing an issue as to why people are doing it is what really needs to happen. That's a really short-sighted bandage on a thing because that crazy person next time, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go fucking take a steak knife and or put a chef's knife and start cle- or go to the Home Depot and get a machete and start cleaving people or something crazy like that. It's not going to change anything. Okay. We're going to need, we really need to address the, uh, the toxicity of the environment that we're bringing people and the stressors we're giving people. I couldn't agree more, man. Like video games, I think is a problem. I think rap music, and I hate to be like old guy. Rap music is a problem. Like you know, I really don't want to sound like it's that. a problem when all this is taken to be seen as as truth in the world you live in, right? So I have nothing with getting on, picking up a controller, and shooting people in the head, but I have all the problem with taking a loaded firearm and doing that. So, but the point. So is- So what we need to do is is have a way and discussion to distinguish between reality and fiction. And I think some people live in, in, in a miserable existence of their own yeah. that they want to mimic their fiction in their reality as an escape. So, 100%. And they begin to emulate what they hear in a song or what they see in a video game and think that that's how to, uh, to uh, comport yourself in real life. A hundred percent, man. And that's where the issues come in, right? And like, you know, there's nothing wrong with listening to rap music like Eminem had a thing one it's like uh they say rap music can uh alter you and alter your mood or something like that and he goes well can it load up a gun and cock it too like no it can't right, right. that's you doing that right there's one thing about the art form and the expression and 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 showing people a, a snapshot in time or or a scenario 
that someone has experienced or spoke about. And it's another thing about actually, by the way, I butchered that Eminem lyric, but the general just stuns the same. I don't think he did. I'm sure. As uh, they say music can what alter moves and talk to you, moods and talk to you or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, as much as, um, where was I? I don't know. I got sidetracked. No, you're saying it's, it's that, doing that it. truly fundamentally it's a people problem. And I you, think you, so, yeah. you're right when you say that. At the end of the day, we have to do our part and the legal system could make it easier. I'm sorry. The legal system could make it harder for people to get guns. Now in Massachusetts, I didn't know it was a shining example of like a system, but at the end of the day, you will. You it's will, an example of a system. It's an example of a system. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's, well, I mean, of a, of a sort of system. That, that makes it harder for people to get guns. And inherently, you're going to push some people away from getting guns in Correct. that scenario. And that's good enough. From illegally procuring yes, guns. Because yes. they could go to New Hampshire and easily do it and break some state laws, break some federal laws, and yeah, do whatever the hell they die, want. All that shit. But New Hampshire doesn't have that problem, is what I'm saying. And it's much easier to get firearms. It's actually the Massachusetts is the hardest state in New England to get firearms and still has the highest rates of, of damage with them. Uh, how does that work? Say that again. They have the highest. They have the highest amount of regulations for firearm procurement legally. Yeah. And the most laws and strictest laws yeah. and in New England. They have the most homicides with firearms. Per population percentage, accounting for population percentage, because obviously the other states don't have the same population percentage as, you know, population numbers in Massachusetts. Right. right. So it's like there's probably something else going on, right? How is the, what about the criminal justice system? Most of the people that have firearms charges in Massachusetts are repeat offenders. It's not like somebody new all of a sudden committing violent gun crimes. Most of the time it's repeat offenders. So maybe the court system needs to get looked at and be a little bit stricter maybe. You know, uh, there's, there's, there's different things that, then the, the, there's mismatches and connections. You know, you can't necessarily point a finger and say, ah, the courts are to blame. Maybe the courts are doing fine, but the corrections, uh, facility is, isn't rehabilitating people. Cause there's another thing with the prison system is right. Like it's department of corrections. You're supposed to be correcting and rehabilitating people. You're not supposed to just be like punishing them. Right. Right. Like prison system in the country, I think needs a, a revamp. Dude, but then I, there's some people that can't be necessarily rehabilitated, right? So then how do you answer? That's a whole look, huge can of worms to open there. And then you have public prisons and private prisons, and there's, there's so many things that go on with that. Look, man, I, I, as you know, my company sells to prisons. So I, I go to prisons. I'm very, this, I, sometimes I say- As you shit. know, man, I've been to prison. I, <laughs> I thought that you were going- <laughs> I, I've been, I was in a prison well, yeah, no, two weeks ago, like literally in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a state facility. No, I mean, not doing time, but as a visit or putting your time in for your business, you know, yeah, whatever. It, anyway. it was a business meeting. Fair. I regularly do business with, it's, I would say 85% of our, you know, my boy used to regularly do business in prison too. <laughs> anyway, so I would <laughs> go, say like 85% of our revenue or 75% at least comes from state industries. Yeah. yeah fair, 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 fair. Okay. So I am telling you that yes, it is broken and no people are not rehabilitated. And yes, for-profit organizations have no business literally being in that position. Yeah, it's bad. I'm, I'm telling you. I, I agree. Um, it's it's heavily influenced, and it's not for the person. So I can tell you that is fact. That's interesting. At, at the end of the day, though, the fact is that jail does mostly good for society than bad. 
It's just one of those things where the bad. Do you think it does more good for society in respect to its rehabilitative properties or it does more good for society in terms of its uh, deterrent effect? Like, fuck, I don't want to end up in jail. I'm not going to go rob a store. If you put it all together, if right. you put the way the system is today and how broken it is, mm-hmm. and it is broken, it still does its job societally, individually. So what about public schools then? Not the case with public schools. Why not? What's the difference there? And this is a good good tie back. The difference is, is that public schools, it's just too many people, is my opinion. There's not too many people in prison? We have like the most amount of people in prison in comparison to there any country in the world. In There's way too many there people in prison. should be less people in prison. Totally. Yes. We were locking people up for Mickey Mouse offenses every day. It's like, oh, this African-American gentleman has a gram of marijuana. Yeah. Six <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Lock him up. Yeah. Huge bust of the century. Yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous. So I could not agree more. Oh, Chad from, <laughs> you know, State University. Had a gram of marijuana. What'd he get? Got yelled at by his parents. Yeah. That's what he got. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I, I could not agree with you more, but at the end of the day, I'm saying that as a system, as a system entirely, Yeah. the fact is it, it, it deters people from going there. It houses people who shouldn't be on the outside. And some people are rehabilitated. There are stories. Of course. And I'm, I'm telling you because I know. But there are also some stories though, like... Of brilliant folks from public schools. So why are public schools broken? Public schools are broken not because the public schools themselves are broken, but because the educational system is outdated. You don't think our prison rehabilitation system is outdated? Not as badly as the school system is. I don't know. I I, I think both are. Both are, but schools are way worse. Gutted and redid. I'll tell you why. At the state level, changes happen. Much, much more expeditiously than when it comes to school curriculum and the way school curriculum is not at the state level. It's not whatever and is happening, whatever, Same is, thing with prisons whatever is the, th- yes, whatever is the bureaucratic process with school, the changes that need to happen in school clearly are less frequent than the changes that happen in the prison system. Well, I don't know what changes happen in the prison system. There, I can tell you that people I've worked with used to explicitly tell me like, we really don't care about the inmates. So we're not buying this product. And now I work with people who say, you know what? We really do want a product that's better for the inmate. Oh, wow. Like literally I'm telling you that our sales have increased over the last two to three years. At sa- the same institutions at or the same like, institutions are you going to like a white collar prison in yes, comparison to like a- have moved on to products that aren't good for their pockets, but are good for the inmate from a comfort standpoint, even because wow. that's all I know, because that's all I, sell is a product that people sleep on so this isn't like mental health services which i'm sure there have been some changes i would imagine it behooves the prison as well to have more comfortable inmates yes but the point is is that i in that i know they're more likely to be happy so they're not gonna like jump a officer in a corner Right. Like, I think it, it, it makes sense intuitively. They've probably done studies that they're like, well, they're less likely to be violent if they have a comfy pillow to sleep on. Yes. I would be, I'd be less angry than putting my head on our lump every night. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of makes sense. Who doesn't want a comfy pillow? That's why they buy my pillow. Can we small segment for my pillow? Dude, I know, I know the, my pillow guy. You know that guy? Yes. I know the guy. 
Like I, I know. I, Small I know tangent. People, can we? I, I know love people who know him. Is what I. Okay, so you're, you've got like two degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's 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 not a very good pillow. Yeah. What makes it? I know about bedding. Other products. than marketing, I work in the bedding industry. It's not a good. Pillow. Other than marketing, what does my pillow offer? It's, Except that guy with the blue shirt and the silver it's, chain. It's it's foam that's very standard in the industry. I could tell you that because I work in the industry. Yeah, right? Like it's going to be it's like... Very, it's, there's nothing revolutionary. What's the difference between foam? There's like open cell and closed cell foam or some shit like it's that? Urethane foam. There's polyurethane foam. There's a, there's a difference in like the cells, right? Indeed, like what they open call... Open cell, closed cell. Yeah, yeah open cell, closed cell. Non-reticulated. There's latex. There's... Reticulated, yeah. non-reticulated. You're talking to me like uh, histology right now. Reticulocytes I'm, and... <laughs> dude, I, I deal with foam like... Tell me the intricacies but of there's foam. There's visco, what's, there's latex, there's... What's uh? What's like the most, the creme de la creme in the foam, foam game? Reticulated foam. What? Although it's not widely applied in the bedding industry because it's too expensive. So like if but, I want to ball out, what's it called? Reticulated foam? John, let me put it to you this way. I could tell you this because I know. The, I know the people like Tuft & Needle, Casper, like I know these people. Okay, yeah. So Casper, Tuft & Needle, Helix Sleep, have you ever bought from any of these brands? No, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay, it's like the biggest craze in the in in the internet e-commerce world has been okay. bed in the box. Let me let me finish. I don't buy that shit for a minute. That shit Just looks listen. so fucking uncomfortable and bullshit. No, it maybe is I'm old school. No, it is comfortable. It I'm is gonna comfortable. buy a bed that comes in a fucking cardboard box. If my shit ain't wrapped in plastic and I'm not tying it on top of my car, I know it's not fucking comfy to sleep on. I want to sit there and touch it and feel it and sleep on it and be like, this is the mattress I need. Well, there's like a free return and it is comfortable, but listen. That shit looks like some hippie fucking, well, that looks like the Crocs of bedding. They tell Let's you put that, it that way. They tell you that you can sleep on it for a hundred nights and send it back if you don't like it. That stuff is like the Crocs of bedding. You Dude, can get listen. a real proper shoe listen. or you can wear a Croc. You can get a real proper mattress or you can get some hippie dippy. Anyway, continue. Sorry, I'm hating hard. It is a proper mattress in the sense that if you walked in, first of all, they've taken... Sleepy's out of business. They've taken the retail guys. Out that of model is bullshit. That's like the car model industry. Like the the dealership model for a car. That's something that's got to go. Yes, that's they, outdated. They, they did just it. like the showroom floor to buy. That's a little anyway. My point is they antiquated. They, they they killed right. the middleman. They destroyed retail. Destroyed yeah. it. Yeah. And now it's all online. Okay. Better for the consumer. Cut out the middleman. Like Older purple. Story of the whatever that, yes, that purple. Yeah. That doesn't brands. look comfortable to me. They, it is wild. I'm going to tell you, it's comfortable. It's really comfortable. It's it's like stiff. Like it's got good lumbar support. Like if it's I lie good. down, like no, I need a hard mattress. It's good. Like the firm mattresses that they sell that come in a box. It's not good quality, but it is comfortable. Well, then that's that's like wine in a box. I'm trying to explain anyway, to you okay, what the continue, deal is. Continue. It's Sorry. shit. No, okay. I'm, I'm telling you. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. I know the product. Okay, fine. I know the people who sell the product. I, I literally, one of these companies buys a product that our company sells. Sure. It's... The lowest end. Yeah, that's what it looks like. foam. It that totally is looks like comfortable. Shit. I will tell you, is comfortable, but is not a good product by any stretch. It's probably of like Ultra Boost foam. It's from like Adidas. They sell you a bed for like three ninety nine. I could legitimately tell you this as a fact. It probably their, cost them twenty bucks. Their cost is somewhere between thirty five and sixty dollars. Yeah. On a twin. If I think of the raw materials from a chemistry perspective, yeah, it's the raw nothing. materials is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. It's foam. Giant is poured, vats. Yeah. Foam is poured in just like a mold or something, right? It's if it's it's liquid. Yeah. It's just poured and re and moved and just cut into jelly blocks. It's garbage. Right. Okay. 
It looks like it. Those are our customers. I really shouldn't be talking shit, but these people, we sell our shit to. Well, we'll censor out the names. Whatever. The point is, is that like most people don't know the difference and, and the retail industry was selling that crap anyway. I'm trying to like, right. They just remastered the truth is uh, the truth is 80, whatever percent, a vast majority of the retail market was selling you garbage. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they're just, it's a better mousetrap. Right. It's a much better. Get your bullshit. It's the dealership model of cars. Yes. It's, you got to find your sleaze at the cheapest price. Yes. Same thing. And then there's all these online companies now that cut out Make sure, uh, make sure the laptop's still on. We're still good. We're still good. So spin that back. Yeah. Got it. Anyway, so just just to put a bow on it, I think that at the end of the day, the fact is, or like Beyonce, I don't understand it. how it's not wildly unconstitutional to tell a private institution what to do. At the end, like truly, at the end of the day. But put the data. Aside, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Put the data aside. Put all that aside. I just I don't get it. It's because from an education perspective that the government. It has to set the bare minimum. Anyway, but also, that the bare minimum should be equivalent to the public school, though. It's the public school is five and a half hours. I'm told. Then that should be five and a half hours at the at the right. private school, right? So the, the bare other- minimum should be equivalent. The extra stuff can be done whatever you want. The other thing, the last point, That's I, simple I'd as say, that. The last point I'd say is just to finish up on the school thing. Sure. Um, the, the Just the curriculum, the things that are taught, the way mm-hmm. that it's taught is not geared for 2018. It's geared for 1968. That's just the facts. Like yeah. it's not, they don't teach you the skills that you need in today's world. It's really that simple. And yeah. that means that fundamentally I have a big problem with the system and it's harder because it hasn't changed as fast as I can tell you the prison system has changed. But anyway, moving on. The last point I want to make about the whole school situation is... Anyway, the beverage. Did you like it? It's not Turkey Hill. It's not Turkey Hill. It's not Turkey Hill. It's it's on the better side of like one out of ten. <laughs> it's like a five point five, maybe a six. Oh, I okay. Let me. I'll cut this. Out. What would you? Yeah. The the point. The last point I want to make is yeah. I really hope that the people of the Jewish sect in this case and the people of the Christian sect work together on this because this is a common issue and everyone else in between whatever and other private whoever's institutions in between, and sex. I hope yeah. that this doesn't turn into like a war of like no our private institution is more valuable than yours we don't care about your cause we only care about our cause no I think I it's a common enemy happen. for every institution common enemy everyone should be in the same so. camp yeah, it should unify the the the. you, you gotta put a rabbi and a priest together and be like of course this is a no go I'm talking to my people you're talking to yours but we're talking about it together that's the proper way to do it we're talking about it together to it. for sure for separately sure. to our people to our for sure to our people for sure when it comes to it's a common enemy i mean it's not going to do uh good for either or so why why wouldn't they right right strength in numbers like let's the enemy of the enemy is my friend kind of thing right. you know? let's we'll put take everybody care together let's build momentum on a larger scale in the great words of warren g regulators mount up you, you get the social media exposure of rabbi and priest Joint press conference, right? You get that. Yeah, sort that's, of, a, that's a great. You that's get a great that pizzazz, right? You Rabbi, sell, priest, and right. Sheikh come you together. Sell that on Mashable, whatever it is, right? You, you, the blogs pick it up. There's value inherently in that. The story picks up momentum. Question for you, a little ignorant here. Uh, this is kind of a tangent. I'm thinking of high uh, religious authority figures in every tradition. Yeah. Right in. Uh, the Hindu culture, what's the equivalent? I don't know, but there is an equivalent. There's got to be one, right? I don't know. It's like Sheikh and 
the Islamic culture. I don't want to priest. Sound, uh, I don't want to sound. Then uh, we have rabbi, and then what's what's the equivalent for everybody else? I'd love to know that. I think that's interesting information because that is. Do you information- have an Indian friend we can bring on the show? Yeah, but I'm not gonna be like, hey, it's my Indian friend. Yo, I'm gonna grill you now. Yo, tell me about this. <laughs> Maybe shit. he's woke. Hella woke. Like, Maybe he's, do people still say hella? I don't know. I used I, to say that's hella. a West Coast thing, I think. Hella, yeah. But no, I don't want to be disparaging and like put the guy on this. I mean, yeah, I have Indian friends, obviously. Like, that's yeah, like, I no, I don't, I don't have any. I have an Indian friend. Shout out to our Indian friend Shashank. How was Shashank? I haven't, he got married apparently. Uh, that was the last I spoke to him. I haven't spoke to him in a while. That's a common friend of ours. Great guy. Shout out to him if he's listening or cares or probably hey, he Shashank, would. Lo- hey, Shashank, we're going to send you this link. You better download it, man. Yeah. There's yeah. Yeah. Out. Listen to us. We miss you, man. We miss you, bro. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you're well. Everyone's Congratulations like, on the wedding. Yes, of course. Um, I miss like, that guy. I genuinely miss you that guy. And your bride. Yeah. Come to New York. Let's get dinner. Small plug Formal there. Invitation. Come on the pod. That'd be amazing. He's That'd a brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. He's get just a wealth perfect, of knowledge. Perfect for our content structure. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is... Hey, Shashank. We can't, like, we can't. dick suck too much on the radio. Right? Let's, let's lower it down a little bit. But we came we, at a good we revelation. Maybe we'll edit some yeah. of this out, but that's a good revelation. We miss you, bro. We, we hope you're well. We hope you're listening, and uh, we hope to have you on soon. Absolutely. Anyway, um, we should probably try to wrap up, but I want to finish with our history lesson. Yeah. Should we start with the NFL? We, we 1492. What happened? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Good, got it. But let me take you back to a little... little. Let's rewind from 1492. Why, why don't you join me... Why don't you join me this week in 64 BCE? Oh, Jesus. Because, as you know, I'm going to Italy, and I'm really thrilled. Mamma mia. And I love history, so I'm yeah. reading about Roman history. For sure. the first time in my life, I'm trying to educate myself on the Roman... Did, did, did you learn about the Roman helmet? Not yet. I'm, I'm in 64 BCE. Okay. I don't think... That was think a little... Knew, that, no, I think there were more like fire back that, then. That was a little tongue-in-cheek to a... Uh, Trojan, I'm sorry. Trojan, no, no, no that was a little tongue in cheek to a uh, sort of. Uh, how can I phrase this politely? Don't phrase it politely. Okay, you know what a Roman helmet is? <laughs> no, is this a sex. <laughs> Look act? it up. It's a it's a lewd act. A lewd act. Yes. Is it, is it too, should we not share it on the pod? Because now it's not going to be family friendly. Uh, we'll let our listeners look it up. What, what, okay. If they don't know, look it up. What is it? Roman helmet? Yeah. All right. Look it up. And if, if you're listening and you're under the age of, I don't know, 16, close your ears. Yeah. Okay. Don't look it up. All right. I don't know. Is 16 too young? Is that, is that, no, is I feel like I knew what it was when I was 16. Loss of innocence came early for should John. We, should we not John, be though. promoting 16 as a loss of innocence? Should it be 21 as a loss of innocence? Yeah, if you're not 35, don't look. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're not judging. But anyway, you do you. Whatever. Disclaimer, uh, though. Let me. Uh, it's why, pretty lewd. Why don't you join me in 64 BCE? Okay. Uh, the collective. I'm at the Agora right now. The collective. Uh, we're in Rome. Okay. Uh, 64 BCE, where okay. the uh, Romans at this point. I'm at the Forum. Much, uh, around the Forum. Um, at a, uh, actually the story takes place at a temple right outside the forum. Okay. Um, to a God, I think it's Venisa or Venice or anyway, it was a shrine to a certain God mm-hmm. more on the shrine later. But the point is, is we're in Rome at 64 BCE and Cicero, are you familiar mm-hmm. with this individual? Yep. Cicero and Catiline. Chichero. Chichero, is that how they? No, I just made that up. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> which sounds a lot like, like churro. That uneducated. Churro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounded good though, huh? But honestly, I didn't know that. No, I, I mean, maybe I don't know. It just sounded good. So, 64 BCE. Here's the story. 
Cicero is essentially an outsider of, of Roman culture. Sure. And he rises to the top of Roman politics. Mm -hmm. uh, he's called in what's Latin, homius dias, which means outside he's a person. Outside person. Okay. Um, and Cicero was a brilliant person who was vastly and wildly talented. Mm -hmm. And Cicero rises through the ranks of Roman culture from scratch, like okay. Bill Clinton type shit, right? Like comes from the Saxophone and all. Yeah, no, comes from the hills. He's not an insider and he's not aligned with the elites, but all of a sudden he rises to the top and one day in 64 BCE, he decides to run for the consul, which essentially is the president of the time. Right. The pinnacle of the Roman political structure. Sure. Okay. And he's running against a gentleman by the name of Catiline. Catiline is a Roman gentleman who um, hails from Rome. Okay. As part of a bureaucratic and aristocratic family. Okay. For generations before it's supposedly told. And Cicero, uh, Catiline is not an outsider. Okay. However, Catiline was power hungry. Okay. Was in the Senate for many, many years, much like Cicero. In fact, Cicero and Catiline were once colleagues who worked together. Okay, so they knew each other. They knew each other. They okay. were homies, they were boys, and it's thought that they were actually close friends at one time. Eskimo brothers? Perhaps. Okay. Maybe even. You never know. In that age, everybody this, you know, had concubines. At yeah. that, back then, sex parties were absolutely rampant. Yep. Well documented. But anyway, uh, so at this point in time, they're political rivals running mm -hmm. for the same office. Sure. Cicero is running on a pro-Roman platform. His political platform essentially is— He wants to make Rome great again. He wants to make Rome great by empowering the landowners, the debt holders, essentially keeping the power structure the way sure. it is. Now, mind you, this put, this put the people around him, the political important people, in a tough spot because they don't want to support— an outsider, but at the same time, the outsider has his interest in mind. Mind you, the other side of the coin is Catiline, who is an insider and whose political platform is, I want to get rid of the debts and reorganize the wealth and reorganize the real estate. Bernie Sanders. No, way more progressive than Bernie Sanders. Like, I want to shake the whole thing up. I'm just trying to draw comparisons. Like No, way more. Way Donald more. Trump. He says, I want to break things up and I okay. want to redistribute the wealth and the real estate. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Okay. Now, he wanted to do this because he was bitter and angry and he wanted to have people on his side. And sure. He wanted the angry people on his side. Okay. So. Trump. Just making tactics here. Yes Trying no. to sure. find tactics. Okay, yes. Yeah. And that's why we love history because if we can drop. It, we can totally. Favorite. Uh, one of my favorite Mark Twain quotes is. Uh, Those who don't learn history are bound to repeat it. No, 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 no. He says, uh, history doesn't repeat itself. It just rhymes. Indeed. So anyway, so so here's Catiline or something to that effect. So here's Catiline anyway. fighting for the common folk, mm -hmm. and here's Cicero fighting for the elite, who's also an outsider. Who's also an outsider? Okay. Of course, the conservatives of the Roman power structure, right, side with Catiline. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, side with, with Cicero. 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 Now rumor spreads. That, in fact, that Catiline, in fact, is disgruntled and showed up for the election results in Rome okay. during the day. Sure. And it was thought that he had essentially come, uh, assembled an army to fight the Romans and win, take hit the state back. Cicero. Catiline. Oh, Catiline. It's, it's, it's he was trying to do like a military coup. Military coup. Okay. Working with the outsiders to come in and invade Rome. Cicero's people. Catiline's people wants to now attack Cicero's people because now Cicero's the leader of Rome and Catiline this whole time has been working with the wings trying to put a rogue army together right. to come out and okay. fight Rome. Which is funny because Cicero is from the outsiders that yeah. he's 
Okay, right. I got so it. So the peasants, the slaves, the right, people right, who right, have right. debt, the people right, who, right. Okay, the angry people. Yeah, yeah, they're, the peons. They're, the peons yeah, are yeah, messing yeah, with Catiline. And the whole time, Catiline's waiting in the wings, because he knew he was going to lose, probably, to come in, swoop in, take over, and be the man. Right. Okay. Now, Catiline, the, now the, the newly elected leader, gets wind of this. Okay. And calls the Senate together in this dome, right outside the right. forum, the, to this god. Now, we'll talk about the god later, but the point okay. is, is that he brings everybody Was together. it Charlemagne the god? No. Okay. Dude. Small side. I, anyway, I just wanted to trigger you I, I, I a little bit. I on the Charlemagne thing. I wanted to trigger you oh, a little god bit, but uh, continue, please. <laughs> oh, that makes me so angry. Anyway. I, I know that's so <laughs> triggering for you. I find it hilarious because I kind of agree, but it's part of his uh, persona. Makes me viscerally anyway. angry. Anyway, anyway, the point is this. So You Cicero, are a holy man than I am. Uh, well, let's put it that way. Cicero gets wind and calls the Senate together, mm-hmm. condemns Catiline in front of the Senate and says, this man is coming up this to motherfucker. get us yeah. and we are going to squash him like a bug right now. Yep. Squad. Now, at this point in time, Catiline's still in the hood. He hasn't run away yet. Okay. What happens is later that night, he skips town because he knew that they believed- They were coming. They believed what Cicero was selling them because it was true. Right. So he boogies. He skips town. Right. He knew he's been caught. He's been made. He's been made. So he skips town and right. joins his army outside of the Rome's, the foothills, the northwest, yeah. in modern day Tuscany. Okay. They show up to Tuscany. The army's ready to go. And indeed, Cicero and Catiline meet mm-hmm. on the battlefield. Okay. Once friends, now foes. Right. Cicero rises victorious. Mm-hmm. Brutally murders Catiline and his army. Yep. To the victor go the spoils. Right. And he returns. Okay. Cicero. Now he's now the, battle hardened. Battle hardened, right. emboldened, esteemed, right. victorious emperor returns right. over his peons. The yep. rightfully aired crown champ, crown champ yeah. yep. absolutely sure. won it the hard way, won it the soft yep. way. World heavyweight title. Heavyweight you know. title, has the belt, comes back home. Yep. He's the G. Sure. He also, to make it even more badass, roots out the senators that were working with Catiline the whole time. Oh, absolutely. He cleans house. He cleans house. Drain the swamp. Now, mind you, he actually drained the swamp, and herein lies the end of the story. Okay. Cicero, in his haste, extracts these people Mm. and burns them at the stake Mm -hmm. in the city square. Yeah. Now, John, the rule at the time in Rome, this is a documented fact. Okay. I'm waiting for the hook here. That citizens of Rome cannot be executed. Oh, and they were citizens of Rome. There is capital punishment. You're expelled. Mm-hmm. You get your shit taken away. But if you're a citizen of Rome, you can't do you that. You cannot be murdered. Right. You can be jailed, all sorts of things. Yeah. But they do not believe in murder. Right. Mind you, forget about without a trial. Right. About 25 years. And an attorney? Years, Are you kidding me? <laughs> and in about 25 years later, yeah. as Julius Caesar rose, right. that was the political end of Cicero. He never quite had the support Interesting. That you think a victorious leader coming from battle, claiming his state. Well, he didn't have the support because he didn't play by the rules. They never messed with him because at the end of the day, he did something so un-Roman that an outsider would do. Well, he is an outsider. And he showed it. And all the insiders eventually overthrew him because of that. Otherwise, well, of Cicero would have reigned supreme for a much longer of, period of well, time. Well, that's kind of Julius Caesar, though, too. I haven't gotten to Julius. Nixed him out too out of the picture. They're like, this fucking guy calling the shots? Why the fuck? No. And then everyone storms the guy. So that's the story of Cicero. Very interesting. The story of Cicero. I like that though. Cicero Catalan. Chichito. Is it really Chichito? No, I just like saying it. It just rolls off the tongue. I don't know if it is. Maybe it is. Um, That's today's history lesson.
That's good. That's it. That's right. So it brings to light sort of like the founding mementos of Roman culture, right? Which, which was extreme brutality, but only justified extreme brutality. And so the way the Romans sort extreme of brutality had a huge place in 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 the Roman yes. society, but it was done in controlled environments. And the elders always sold it as as some sort of positive, whether it be a deitus, right. religious pursuit, right. or a matter of survival and right. dominance or culture, right. whatever it was. Right. But there was always a sell in Roman culture uh, for the bloodshed. Oh, of course. Uh, I, I think I said it last time. Dan Carlin has that hardcore history thing. And one of the free podcasts that he has on Spotify is one about um, the place of gore in society. And the repeating of how we've scrubbed it from society, yeah. yet society still craves it. And there's different outlets right. for it. Um, and historically, he talks about the guillotine. He talks about public executions. He right, talks about right, witch right, trials right. and everything. He takes it all through history. It's amazing. Uh, he talks about it from gladiatorial pursuits. Um, and I think I, I briefly spoke about it. Not to sound like a broken record in, uh, in our other recordings. So, But yeah. another plug for him because he's, he's an amazing thing to listen to. I, I should listen Very to Very smart that. guy. Dan Carlson? Dan Carlin. Carlin? I'm going to yeah. listen to that. Hardcore history. It's really good. I'm huge on yeah, and he uh, has a great voice. He's a great uh, storyteller. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah. Absolutely, highly recommended. Yes, um, we should end here. Let's do it. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'll um, be out next week. Yep. So we'll pick up after the new year. Uh, safe travels. Enjoy time with friends, family. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about have. Christmas. I had so many questions. We'll do. We'll do so a post Christmas and New Year's.